<laughs> Where'd you get this shirt? Uh, I got it at a volleyball tournament that was sponsored by Otter Pops. Is that the Otter Pop logo? Uh, it's one of there's like five otters for the Otter Pops, and this is Sir Isaac Lime. Uh, he's my favorite. Why? Because he's green, and my middle name's Isaac. My last name's Crandall, and this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Woke. <laughs> I can, I guess. Do we just go for it now? Do I introduce I so. it? Because yeah. I can cut any of this out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the first question I want to ask is, it's uh, pretty much the last week of our freshman year in college mm-hmm. right now. It's actually my sophomore year. Okay. He, he came in with extra credit. Yeah, but, so I'm graduating three and a half years, so the first semester was my freshman year. I had a freshman semester. And then the second semester, it's like But it's still his first year living on a college campus. Correct. Which is pretty much all that matters for this topic. Mm-hmm. And it's my freshman year. I came in with one uh, AP credit. Because Just one, huh? Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. And uh, it would have taken off more, but uh, it was an AP English credit. Mm-hmm. And my major and revolves around English, so they can't take more than like uh, one class off. Mm-hmm. So that's why I didn't get like a semester off. Yeah. You don't need to that? justify yourself. No, I'm just uh, I'm just letting the viewers know uh-huh, you... I'm not the only smart one in here, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, you certainly sound very Now that uh, we're so I'm leaving in about three days. From now. Yeah, I'm moving out that this upcoming Wednesday morning. I don't know when this will be out, but I'm planning on leaving the twenty fourth, twenty fifth. Twenty fifth, I think, would be. The 25th. Today's Saturday. Say Saturday the 21st. It is Saturday the 21st. I will be leaving the 25th. Yes. Okay, so more than three. Anyways. Three, four. <laughs> Just four. <laughs> you don't need to <laughs> approximate which day you're leaving. Uh, and you're leaving in what, five? Five. Okay, so I guess the, an important thing to probably talk about is just like, what do you think of your first year living on campus? Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, you know? Breeze, just a breeze. Just a breeze? Yeah. There's not much breeze in Arizona. No. But when there is, a lot of sand in the eyes. <laughs> a lot of dust. A lot dust. of sand in the eyes, dude. Um, no. Uh, it was kind of like a get the boring stuff out of the way year kind of thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for next year. I liked almost every teacher in almost every class, so I think I made the right decision. But, uh, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to going home. So what kind of classes did you take this year? Cause like all the way back to the first semester? Yeah, and this isn't even for the podcast. I just can't remember okay. <laughs> what classes you took. Uh, well, I'm in, an, I'm in animation is my major. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I want to do is 3D animation. In the first year, there's a lot of 2D, like drawing and stuff, and be, like even behind that, just a lot of like uh, graphic design stuff which is kind of not at all really what I want to do. But, you know, important to learn about, like, color theory and stuff like that. But Oh, for sure. Yeah. I love You know theory. all about color theory. I like all the colors. What's your favorite? What's your favorite, favorite color pairing? My color pairing What's your color go-to <laughs> is purple and black. Ooh. That's right. That's, that's nice. <laughs> it's like if GCU was evil. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. 
go on. That was it. <laughs> Design classes and drawing classes. And, uh, and one animation classes here. One but 2D uh, printing class, right? Yeah. Production methods. No good. No mm -hmm. good. Um, that class was a nightmare. Just a, just a not a good class. And her quizzes were, I won't even get into her quizzes. They're no good. That's but enough about me, John. Enough about my classes. What classes did you take? What was your worst class? My worst class? Oh, geez. Uh, so I'm an English major with an emphasis in secondary education. So in layman's terms, I want to teach high school English. Uh, I basically took, every student has to take at GCU uh, Introduction to University Success. Uh, yeah. And uh, Seth here got away with it because he's taking it. Well, I didn't get away with you're it. You're taking I it on it. Uh, summer? Yeah, oh, online over summer. And it, it's a really easy class for sure. It's not difficult, but it's so, it, every student has to take it, so it has nothing to do with a major. It's just, if you want to succeed in a university, you have to know how to manage your time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, and, like I have, <laughs> and it's so dumb because I have straight A's out of going out of this year, and I have yeah. to take a university success class after this. Yeah, for, for Seth, it's just like, I never knew kidding? any of it, you know? But it was easy. It's not even a full semester length. It's, uh, I think, eight weeks. So it's not bad at all, but it, it feels like a waste of your time when you're sitting there writing an, an essay that's not difficult. No fun. I don't want to have fun. No fun this. on business. If we want to make listening to this podcast a challenge. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it's not a challenge, I'm not in it, baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now we're going to play an hour and a half of screeching noises. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can get through this podcast. <laughs> okay, so outside of classes, though, what do you think about like living on campus instead of living at um, home? Well, so this is the first time, you know, I've lived for an extended period of time away from my family. Uh, and I love my family very much. It was not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, because I could call them. Technology makes this easy. And it is very different. There are no beaches here, which is unfortunate. There's a lot of sand, and by sand I mean dust and heat. So it's kind of like a beach, but without the refreshing refreshment of water. <laughs> it's like the worst. It's like the worst of the part beach. of the beach. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, I think all in all, it was fine. <laughs> if I had to, if I had to sum it up, it was fine. Would you sign up for a redo? Um, if someone said you can go back and go to a different college. Different college? I'd probably still go here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think um, GCU is quite a unique college. Granted, it's the only one I've ever attended, mm. but just from what I've seen from other places, it is a it is a big school, for sure. Its campus isn't like the largest campus in the world by any means. Like right now, I, I can look out the window and I see uh, the construction they've been doing on two new buildings, mm -hmm. uh, Jerome and Cactus. Yeah, they're on the up and up. They're <laughs> And uh, yeah, so they've been they've been building that. They've been building more parking spaces for sure. So it really is a, a large campus. Uh, I personally, because like I mentioned earlier, I went to a, a private Christian school. Mm -hmm. I came from where the campus was probably like the size of maybe a twentieth of this campus. And my high school in total had under two hundred students. So coming here, 
where there's there's way over 200 people in my building that I live in alone was like a really big change. Mm. Uh, what did that look seem like for you? Um, mostly it just smelled really bad all the time, <laughs> all the time, perpetually. And the nose has this fun thing where if you smell a smell for a, a certain amount of time, it'll stop smelling the smell. But GCU has this fun thing where there's a new smell about <laughs> 15 minutes. <laughs> so you can never quite tire of it. Every, every day there's a, a, there's weird, a new, new odor. smell in our yeah. hall. And I don't it's know experience. why. I guess that's what it is being a freshman. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think our room smells that bad. No. Comparatively, no. Not no. At all. I mean, granted, we, we live in triple occupancy. Mm -hmm. So it's Seth, me, and our other roommate. Gordon. And, uh, Gordon, we'll call him Gordon. <laughs> um, and, you know, we, we actually are at the end of the hall, so we don't get suite mates, mm -hmm. which is really, we lucked out on that. Sure did. Because we can do whatever we want to the living room, and we don't have to worry about uh, three other people and, and their living habits. Mm -hmm. So, but it, it does get a little, it gets dirty in there, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, we're not, we're not the cleanest people, mm -hmm. but we're also not like some of the people in our hall. Mm -hmm. where it's just ridiculous uh, I'd say for me one of the weirdest things about moving away from home is the ability to just kind of like do whatever I want whenever I want yeah um, back home you know I love my family uh, my school that I went to was like 30 minutes away from all my friends so if I wasn't at school I was just hanging out with my family or like talking to friends through my computer, you know, playing games together. So being like that, and I was also homeschooled for about seven years, a lot of my experience up to coming here was just like spending time with family, family, family. And now I get here where your family's not here. You don't really have any restrictions on like when you have to go to bed. You can pretty much be out as late as you want. You can have uh, at least guys on your floor as long as you want, as long as it doesn't cause like conflict with your your roommates. Mm -hmm. So for me, that and being able to go like, I'm choosing what I want for dinner tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna choose what again, I'm, again, <laughs> and yeah. again, and again. Maybe I'll have Chick Fil A for breakfast, lunch, and dinner today. Yeah. I'll decide. Uh, GCU does not have one cafeteria. I know some colleges do. They they pretty much just get a bunch of different restaurants. Mm -hmm. Restaurants, if you can call them yeah. that. Like Chick-fil-A, Panda Express. Uh, I think this upcoming year we're getting a Taco Bell. Oh, Stuff really? Like that. I think so, over by Jerome and Cactus. Mm. They're trying to put a bunch of new food, call it the Second Lopes Way. Mm. Uh, with that, though, yeah, it was definitely weird coming here and almost a little rough because I'm like almost trying to make up for lost time. And with that, though, it gets tiring when I'm at the end of the day. I'm like, wow, I just kind of wish I would have had like more me time. Mm. So I think there there hasn't been a happy balance uh, in the nature of being around people and then being alone. Yeah. For me, at least. I know for you, it's way different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one thing for sure that's changed not having a family around is just, like, if I have... On Tuesday, Thursdays, I have four classes back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back from 7.30 to 2.45, and after that, I just go home and I sit on the couch and I play Xbox <laughs> for like a few hours. I could never do that back at home because I'd get about an hour in and it's like, hey, 
clean your room, you know, <laughs> clean your room, watch your baby sister, go just, you know, mow the lawn or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, my video game playing has grown exponentially from being out here. Uh, naps as well. I, n have, I never took a nap before I came to college. <laughs> and now I, I take one, like, after every morning class that I have. Monday, Wednesdays, just come back and take a nap. So do you like that, or...? Yeah. <laughs> Not just the naps, but like the, the, the gaming and everything? Yeah, the, yeah, I, yeah, I do. It's relaxing. Because um, I always, my homework, I always finish my homework. Mm -hmm. But if there's someone watching me and monitoring me about my homework completedness, they might look at the percent that I've done and the time that I have left and say, you're not going to finish your homework. Right. Um, but you always do. But I always do is the thing. Um, that's how good you are. Yeah, that's why I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm here. They hired me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, c I have time to do what I want, and I'll still finish my stuff. But I don't need someone saying, hey, Seth, finish your homework before you go do that. You know, mm -hmm. I can choose the order <laughs> of my destruction. <laughs> I... I somewhat agree. Mm. I miss, I remember like one of the first times I, I went home last semester, I oddly, like one of the first things I asked is, can I mow the lawn this weekend? Oof, I hate mowing <laughs> the lawn. <laughs> and I, I know it goes down to preference, but like I loved, one of the things I love about mowing the lawn is like the lawnmower's loud. Uh -huh. I can't really, I don't like listen to music or anything in case my dad calls me while I'm mowing or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm just out there just working and, you know, it's not like it's especially hard work to push a piece of equipment, mm -hmm. but it really just, it just kind of takes your mind out of everything. Mm. Um, or, like, it gives me just time to think without having to, do like, really focus hard on a task. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that's something that you either get too much of out here or not enough, where you're either super intensively focused, like, I'm going to, I'm doing, like, my work, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, or it's just like, I'll just do it. I'll like, yeah, I'll do this whenever, and I can do this, and then you just, I, there have been a lot of days where I'm like, oh, wow, it's been like six hours, and I haven't really I'm done still mowing the lawn. I'm still, <laughs> still mowing the lawn. But uh, I miss, in a sense, one of my biggest things that I want to implement next year is like a better sense of structure mm. for my, uh, just my weekly routine. I loved, in high school, I'd wake up like every day around 5, 5.30. And you love that, huh? I actually really did. It wasn't that I Ugh. loved waking up like early per se, but it, I loved having like a like a set routine. Mm. Of, I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna go here, and then it was the little variations of okay, well today I'm gonna have like this for breakfast, or today um, when I get to school I'm gonna go to this area and I'm gonna talk to this group of friends instead of like this group. It was like mm -hmm. little things that I I would have control over that let me like switch it up, make it more fun. And now when I can say well. Because I also, I only do classes Tuesday, Thursday from 7 to 2.45. And on Thursday, two of them I don't have to go to. So it's more like 9 to, to 12.45. So the rest of the week, I can just wake up whenever and say, I'll do whatever I want today. Because yeah. frankly, for me at least, uh, my high school wasn't just private. It was a college prep. And so far, my courses are still intro level. And because GCU is open to people from like, not any tier, but... You know, like you don't have to have like the greatest grades to get into GCU. My courses right now aren't really hitting me hard. I can do my my uh, my homework pretty much in a day, mm -hmm. 
and not, not have to stress about it. So with that, I find I really miss having that. I have to get to from this class to this class, and I get home and I have to do this much homework, and this time is dinner, and this is when I have to do these chores on these days, and it's, it's Wednesday night, I have to put the trash out on the side of the house. You know, just little things like that, I really, uh, I really grew accustomed to back home, and you just don't have that out here. And yeah. it, it's fun, I think, for a little bit, but then after a while, it's like, I kind of want to feel like I'm an adult mm-hmm. with like things to do. And uh, I, I don't have a job out here either. So it really is like a lot of free time. And I know that it, it's like fun, but after a while, you don't think it is a little boring? No, for sure. If like, if I have free time and like I finished all my stuff and my friends aren't on Xbox or my friends out here are doing work or something like that, and I got nothing to do. And it's not like I can turn to my family, you know, who I know is just in that same house as me, willing to do something, you know. Yeah. There's just a lot. There's a lot less people I can reach out to, to help me pass the time. Yeah. So. Take a nap. So take a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, you do listen to a lot of things on YouTube and like a lot of podcasts yourself, right? I listen to a fair few. A fair few. Do you think that is like helpful with passing the time, or do yes. you do that like uh, when yeah. you're doing work or after? Do you yeah. Know? Well, as a art student, I can. It's not like I have to read something or write something, so I can listen to podcasts and watch videos while I do my work, mm-hmm. because it's just like I don't need to focus on like taking in words and stuff like that. I can just put out a picture. You're producing, so you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, for me, most of the work is reading something and then writing about it, or yeah. or doing like benchmarks on what is the information you've taken in. So most of the time, uh, I'm just like, I can't hang out today, guys. I, I have to just sit at the computer and stare at it for a couple hours yeah. while I produce and regurgitate all the information I've been fed the past couple weeks. It's pretty boring. Yeah. I, I envy you is what I'm trying to yeah. say. <laughs> in high school, I would, because I haven't had to write very many papers <laughs> in college, uh, really two half papers <laughs> is what I'm about <laughs> to write. Um, but in high school, I did. And I could listen to a podcast and write a paper. I've not figured out a way to read a book and listen to a podcast at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I'll get there one day. One day. One day. I'll evolve. <laughs> <laughs> Say it's a, a tier above like the X Men too. So yeah, above yeah. Because what are you gonna do with claws? Nothing. Nothing. You're not gonna increase your intelligence. I'll tell you that. Oh. I saw the Wolverine movies. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's mostly metal between those two years. You know. Oof. Come at me, Hugh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, what do you think about? by living on campus just like the 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 idea that people say when it comes to college you will get out of it what you make out of it uh, 100% that's true mm-hmm. especially as an art student I think a lot of a lot of it's not dependent so much on your degree mm-hmm. or like your diploma <laughs> is what I meant it's all dependent on your portfolio so if the work you do outside of class directly affects your 
chances of getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like, it, if you're doing, like, business, then you could probably just, like, do your work and get a degree or a diploma. Why is it degree? Does degree also work? I don't... I don't think so. I mean, it's Maybe. your bachelor's degree. Yeah, bachelor's degree. I'm I right. Th- I think diploma is in high school. You're right. Diploma is the wrong word. Degree is <laughs> the right word. So you were right. So I was right, as I always am. <laughs> Except when you're not. Um... Yeah, you can just kind of do your work and get your degree and get a job. Whereas art, I think, 100% it is what you make of it. Mm-hmm. What do you think about my, my major? Uh, education? Yeah. Because I, I have like an answer, but I want to know what you would think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could probably do your work and get a degree and get a job. You were, I think your chances of getting a job would be much higher if you like were well-read and read outside the curriculum. Mm. Okay. It's, I think my degree is really interesting. It's also a lot on your personality, too. Oh, for sure. You, have to, you won't get a job of, at, well, unfortunately you do, but it, you're not supposed to get the job as a teacher if you don't have like a, a kind heart mm-hmm. and like a willingness to work with kids and stuff. Uh, but with mine in particular, I find that, first of all, a lot of schools are in need of teachers in most states now. Yeah. Uh, I can't so think of a single school that doesn't have a teacher. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. So I find that, one, there's just like a general, like, they need it. They need the teachers. So mm-hmm. it's not that hard. Uh, but at the same time, the schools usually force you to, like, do outside work. Um, this class I had a uh, practicum hours actually, and with that, a practicum is just practical experience. So that took the form of me emailing teachers in uh, high schools or local industries that work with high schools, uh, school counselors, things like that, and really just asking them some questions, writing up a summary, and that counted as a practicum hour. Uh, I needed to get five, so I emailed five different people. With that, that is not. It does not really impact if I pass the class in the traditional sense of those things were only worth like 35, 60 points, which adding all of it up would be like 20% of my grade, sure, yeah. but I could still pass the class. But yeah. practicum is a requirement for the degree. So if I don't do that, then I, I do have to take the class over again because it's tied to that class. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't impact my GPA for the semester, though. That's where it gets kind of tricky. But the school does like force you to get outside experience through those practicum hours. Yeah. Uh, like next semester, I'm actually going to have to go into a classroom and like observe a teacher teaching and like take notes. Because you've never out. seen a teacher teaching. Before. Yeah, in my in my twelve years <laughs> of education, I never saw a teacher teach. But now now with my knowledge of what it kind of means to be a teacher, mm-hmm. along with the classes I'll be taking, I'll be like observing their specific methods of yeah. teaching and helping them out as well. Mm. Um, depending on the practicum hour, I might not actually be working with the students directly. I might be observing the curriculum. It, it all varies. And then the last semester of my, my program will be student teaching, which is, in a sense, like it counts for my grade. Uh, and yeah, like I, it, it gives me a GPA, in a sense, but it's also outside of school. Yeah. I think that's where it gets really tricky for people with my major is this, your grade is dependent 
upon doing work outside of school, mm -hmm. which is really good practice for sure. But it, it makes it kind of confusing because then your degree is dependent upon other people at times. And that was really stressful this semester with the practicum hours of, are they going to email me back in time? Yeah. And that's not something you can control, but that's also what it is to be a teacher. You have to know, you, you do frankly rely on your students and the administration and your students' uh, parents, things like that. So I'd say college definitely is what you make of it yeah. in the sense where they will give you like the tools you need, they will give you like the stuff online, all the, the, the information, textbooks, PowerPoints, but if you don't want to work on it because you don't have to, mm -hmm. then you don't. Yeah. So, there we go. Well said. Thank you. Mm -hmm. What do you think about it? <laughs> well, like on the other side though, not just college, like academics-wise, the college, like, you know, the college experience mm. of having fun, doing things, living on campus, not living at home. What do you think about that? And, like, you only get out of that what you make of it. Um, that's also true. It's not, I'm, I, don't, I haven't gone to, like, parties or anything, so it's not a experience that I've partook of, per se. Um, I mean, I've hung out with friends and stuff play volleyball so that's kind of my experience <laughs> I guess I would say yeah you get out of it what you make of it and I have made nothing of it <laughs> so I got no, I have nothing to say about that I, I I'd agree I'd say to a certain extent you and I are similar in the sense where like I think with me it's like I want to do those things sometimes mm -hmm. but I'm also more introverted I get socially anxious sometimes mm -hmm. and with you I think it, to a level, it's it's maybe similar, but you're also like, I just don't have interest in this. <laughs> I really don't. Um, with me, I love, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, they, they had a thing at the, the quad, where uh -huh. all the cool kids go, yeah. at uh, 10 to 12, and it was called Midnight Breakfast. Oh, so late. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's p.m. Uh -huh. uh, well, I guess it's 12 a.m. 10, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. And it was <laughs> at the quad, uh -huh. and they were giving out free food. So me and, and two friends went. We got, uh, like, free bacon burritos, mm -hmm. donuts. Ooh. They ran out of coffee, though. But, you know, it's drinking oh, coffee at 12 a.m. Those guys, because uh, it, it, was, it was like a fuel for finals thing, where if you're studying late and you need, like, breakfast or whatever, mm -hmm. and then they're, although it wasn't really helpful for people doing finals, because in the middle of it all, they're, like, tables in a huge rave. Yeah. We stayed for like 15, 20 minutes. We ate the food. We just kind of like fake danced around, you know, because yeah. none of us are actually skilled at dancing. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was fun. But I think uh, those things are definitely like a rarity in something I do. Mm -hmm. Whereas my idea of like the college experience isn't as much as like going to those parties. Uh, although like I'll go to them just because I don't want to, I don't want to look back and say I didn't at least try. But for me, it's mostly uh, just like the friends I make and the yeah. fun things. Maybe like, like I will never forget when I think about my freshman year, the amount of times we had people in the lobby of our hall watching movies or playing like, like uh, games together, doing horror games where like you get to choose the outcome or having friends in our room playing like Smash mm -hmm. Brothers. To me, that's sort of like the college experience of just having people over whenever you want and doing like dumb things 
that you don't typically think an adult does. Like th that's yeah. just kind of what I think of it as. For sure. <laughs> that's all your your input. I mean, <laughs> my perfect. If I were to throw a perfect party, mm -hmm. it would be me and three other people, and we would all play a board game for like three hours. <laughs> what board game? Uh. Like one game, like the that first match? Probably or like some board games. Uh, or like Dominion. Dominion's a fun one. Okay. The Duke. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, one challenge I don't think. Yeah. Uh, so is with Catan and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's the dream. That's the dream, baby? Mm -hmm. I, I can respect that. Yeah. I feel like you'd be like just kind of like a fun dad. For when your kids are like seven, yeah. <laughs> just like we're gonna play board games tonight for like three hours, and then at the end they're well, like, they're gonna be all about you know hologram games by then. You know? Oh well, yeah. yeah. But I won't understand. But the you won't get it, so you'll force them to <laughs> yeah. play board games. Back in my day, <laughs> we <laughs> we had real things. Yeah, in we front played of with physical, tangible games. Not like you youngsters. Now get over here and play some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, I get that, mm -hmm. for sure. I think, kind of with what I said earlier, about how there hasn't been a balance for me in alone time. I do love doing things like that, but I feel like I haven't this uh, this past year. Mm -hmm. I think that's... Don't play the Duke? I don't. <laughs> the Duke is... The, the Duke, Duke is, a, is like a, a, a more advanced version of chess. Mm -hmm. Um... That should be so simple for me to wrap my mind around, but I always lose. I yeah. have not won it once. <laughs> it frustrates me greatly. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. You made the same mistake three times in a row. I just don't understand. I know. I, I'm trying to get it. I, I just I don't get it. That's fine. Practice makes perfect, as I always say. Perfect practice makes perfect, because you can practice something and practice it wrong every time. Well, I would say, who would to practice <laughs> would be to whom the practice is upon. Vis-a-vis, <laughs> <laughs> -vis, therefore, ergo, whom's to do. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. now, I under, now I understand. Yeah. I, I think we've covered the college thing pretty well. Pretty. Cool. Uh, there, I mean, obviously, there's just general things like be prepared to live with other people. Mm -hmm. but I feel like that gets said all the time. Yeah. Those are just generic. You have to be prepared to start making a podcast when going into it. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's, the roughest thing of any college freshman. I did read something the other day that's like, dude, we should start a podcast together. It's the millennial equivalent of, dude, we should start a band together. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what it is now. That, you know, that's, that's exactly actually really accurate. <laughs> Um, actually, let's talk about that. What do you think is cool about a podcast? Not just from, uh, like, listen. 50% of the hosts. 50%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> for me, when we're making this, and it's just like a little, I'll be honest, it's a janky setup right mm -hmm. now. My laptop, uh, my microphone. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, we got two turntables and a microphone. Yeah, two turntables and a mic. Uh, but it's pretty simple, you know. But obviously nowadays, even simple setups can can do pretty well. Mm -hmm. I'd say this isn't like the best setup, but it's a pretty good mic. Yeah, it's not bad. And it was um, is an expensive laptop, so mm -hmm. it works pretty well. But I don't do it expecting any 
you know, popularity. I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he wants the royalty. Yeah. But even now, I think YouTube's policy, which is where this will most likely be uploaded to, is until you get a thousand views over your channel, you can't even start putting ads on it. Because uh -huh. they want to make sure nobody's getting even, like, pennies. Yeah. Or until they, they have, like, a substantial following. Which is smart. Mm -hmm. I, I understand that, for sure. Um, what I'll say with that is, because I don't even expect to get to a thousand views anytime soon, mm -hmm. most of the people listening to this will be, like, a handful of friends. Um, I make it just because I think it's really fun. But I find most of the time, you know, you talk with people, you, your conversations don't have a purpose. Mm. Not you in specific, but That's, people... Yeah, no, them. I get it, John. <laughs> you don't like talking with me mostly. Yeah. It's, it's just direction. like a... Most of the time, it, you just talk about like, oh, you know, how was your day? Oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's fun, but you don't really end up saying like, well, what do you think about like this? Mm. And I think that's what you tend to do on podcasts. And with that, it's something that I think that has been really missing in my life this past year. Mm. It's in high school, for sure, most of my conversations with my, like, my best friends would be about that kind of stuff. Or we would just be like having fun and making jokes. Mm -hmm. And now... I feel like most of it's just basic, mm -hmm. low-tier conversations. Yeah, bronze. Bronze. I don't want bronze. I want to shoot for at least silver. Okay. Gold is when we can make money off of this. What? Diamond? Masters? Masters is owning YouTube. Oh. Like that Zuckerberg. Like <laughs> <laughs> Zuckerberg guy? Yeah. It's Facebook. No, that's the one who's owned by a lizard. Anyway. <laughs> I have a fun idea. Let's uh, make an enemy for every podcast we record. Let's just make a celebrity. Just make an enemy. One celebrity, a podcast that we just uh -huh. bash on. Mm -hmm. And right now is him Mark Zuckerberg. And I guess Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, though, is one of the coolest I'm a big guys fan of Hugh Jackman. I, good old Huey, I think, is really cool. I love mm -hmm. all his films. I, I actually genuinely think he's a really good actor. Uh -huh. A lot of people get, just as like a side note, thrown into the, oh, well, you're, you play a superhero. Yeah, Logan was a masterpiece. You, well, because you think about it, you're like, how hard would it be to be, you know, I guess like Ant-Man. Yeah. You know, like, you know like in my him. mind, that's like, you, you barely see him. Yeah. He, all he does is like punch things and action sequences. Have you seen and, Yeah. Okay. And I actually saw it on the airplane on my way back from Europe. And okay. it was one of the first like English things I'd heard in a while. So I was like, I love this. But I didn't like the movie. That's just me. Okay. So, but when it comes to certain uh, superheroes, like Hugh Jackman playing mm -hmm. Logan, I think he just like nailed it. For sure. Um, and that's not just him, obviously, especially with the movie Logan. It was the script. Mm -hmm. It was how it was filmed. But I think he is one of the only people that could play Logan. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think anyone like like Captain America. Chris Evans. Yeah, I'll say their superhero name. You say their real name. Okay. Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. Hulk. <laughs> Bruce Banner. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. You got it. That, we'll leave it there. I don't know if they, they could do it. Mm -hmm. um, maybe that's because I've seen them play the characters they are now, but uh, I think, you know, you get the role and you make it, you know, like, I, yeah. can't, I can't envision 
after seeing Hugh Jackman play Wolverine. Yeah, there's a, as anyone else as Wolverine. Yeah, there's a few actors like that. I think Robert Downey Jr. is another one for Iron Man. No one else could be Iron Man. Yeah. The thing is, though, like, in-universe, mm-hmm. if, like, Iron Man dies and now this new kid is also is Iron Man, like, no one's going to be able to play Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man again. But if, like, Logan dies and now we have a movie about X-23, like, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're different characters. Because they're different characters. They just have similar... Yeah, just don't try and... We're going to do what Robert Downey Jr. did. Cause you, you don't... Can't. Like, if somebody... Infinity War comes out later this mm-hmm. week. Um, and everyone dies, spoiler alert. <laughs> we haven't seen it, but spoiler alert. Um, mm. if, if he dies, which I frankly hope he does, he's mm. my favorite character in the MCU, but I hope he does just because I think that would make really, the he movie. Is? What? He is? Robert Downey Jr.'s favorite? Yes. Okay, that's fine. I'm not... I'm Team Iron <laughs> Man. I'm not Team Cap. Sorry, everyone. Um, that's fine. But if, if he if it were not for these handcuffs, <laughs> I would be walking right at. If if he were to die, and then they were like, well, here's like the new Iron Man, and he has got the suit and everything. But then they tried making him like leader of Stark Industries. Yeah. And then they tried making him like the same characteristics, like rich billionaire has had like these struggles. It'd be like, no, you're just reinventing the character, but with yeah. a younger face. Exactly. I think every character should have their own like their own set of uh, what is it I, 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 I cannot I, fathom the word <laughs> not like precondition I don't know like their own set of characteristics that they come with okay characteristics but it's, it's personality traits no there's dispositions okay their own dispositions I think we just listed three synonyms in a row but it's fine <laughs> now so think about about that okay I forgot what question I was going to ask you. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did want to ask you, though. Do you think there is a responsibility of, like, a director and, like, the people making the script for a film mm-hmm. to make something that they know the people want? Yes. I mean, here's the thing. They're doing... They're creating... <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm taking a drink. He's wrapped his whole mouth around the lip of a Gatorade bottle. Oh my gosh. Um, I think there's... I mean, they're undertaking a creative endeavor. And in that sense, they can do whatever they want with it. But if it's based on source material, I feel like they have a duty, not necessarily to the consumer, but to the original source material, to do it justice, which Mm -hmm. is not... You know, something that happens very often. But especially, like, I know, like, with the Harry Potter franchise, like, J.K. Rowling, they consulted her, you know, mm-hmm. on the movies, and I think that's good. And on the other side of the spectrum, the Percy Jackson franchise is just <laughs> absolute garbage from the trash can. So, I do think, I mean, I do think the, the directors have a responsibility to, because all these fans of the original franchise, of the original books, Mm-hmm. All are coming now to see their favorite characters on the on the big screen, <laughs> and a lot of them you don't want to let them down, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a responsibility, like a moral responsibility, mm-hmm. but I would say it's an obligation, I guess. So what if there's like two factions mm-hmm. of fans, and one fans 
like let's say with Infinity War, really wants like Cap and Iron Man to die. Mm -hmm. And the other one is like, no, if you kill Cap and Iron Man, then we're not gonna do it. And then that gets into, well, we have to like make a good story. Mm -hmm. One that is like well-rounded, has good development of characters and makes sense. It's like somewhat realistic. But then we also have to appeal to the fans because they make us money. Mm -hmm. And then we also have to do something that is going to allow us to make more movies, especially in a, when it's not a standalone film at least, mm -hmm. and you have like a series. Where do you think you find like a balance in all of that? I mean, I think the story comes first. If I think if they bail someone out, like, oh, he's fine, like we were scared for a second, but he survived, or here's a you know time machine and we rescued him, he's. I think that's kind of a cop out. I don't think that's, I don't think that's good because they're rescuing the character at the at the cost of the story. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say the story comes first. But I don't think your example of Infinity. War, I mean, people are gonna be like sad that if their favorite character dies, but they're gonna like being sad, you know. But will they continue to watch the new movies? Because for me, I struggle with the fact that I think it would be really good story-wise for Iron Man and Captain America to die in this upcoming film. Mm -hmm. But they're also, well, not Captain America as much, but Iron Man is like, you know, he was like the first Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. He's why I've been watching all this, because like, I, love, I love his Just character. for him? It, not just for him, but like he was the majority of the reason. And I, like, I love new Tom Holland as Spider-Man for sure. But will I be as invested in the films now that Iron Man like is supposedly gone? Mm -hmm. I don't know if like I'm going to keep up with the Marvel Cinematic Universe anymore because they they do produce good movies for sure. Yeah. But what is it going to do for me when the next like the next Avengers movie comes out and they've got like three new superheroes that like I've never heard of before? I mean, you would have because they would have movies. But ones that like because frankly, as I'm getting older. Mm -hmm. I'm not like insane about superheroes superhero movies anymore okay. if they in, like when Ant-Man came out I was, what was I'm it? sorry Ant-Man is this blight on the <laughs> no, cinematic I'm just when Ant-Man Ant came was out, the turning point I, well, I was what that was two years ago I don't know I don't keep up with Ant-Man I think I was like 16 uh -huh. and granted that's not an adult but I was like you know I'm looking for like a good film not mm -hmm. just a superhero movie. And it, it disappointed me a little bit. It was good in certain aspects, but in other ways I was like, Yeah, but they've... Corny. I mean, Homecoming was amazing. Black Panther was amazing. I, I still haven't seen Black Panther. Okay, so... And I'm not saying all Marvel movies are bad. And I'm not saying all superhero movies are bad by mm -hmm. any means. In fact, I think we're in the golden age of like movies right yeah. now. They're just like getting so, so good, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the Marvel Cinematic Universe in particular, and I think about... The people that I've been watching, like, because you think of it as like these are movies, but because it's a universe now, the the story I've been going with has centered around people like Iron Man. Mm -hmm. What is gonna make me come back when T's gone, when like Cap is gone? I mean, they got rid of like Hawkeye. Let me of. ask you something, John. Ask me. You a fan of Doctor Who? <sighs> yeah, this because is, the main character switches, dude. Here's the thing, though. But the story. Goes I'm on. not as interested as I used to. But you were over, like, four Doctors. I stopped getting interested when Bacall became in. I, 
Is it Capaldi? Yeah. What did I say? Picaldi. Picaldi? Yeah. It sounds better. <laughs> Add him to the list Beat of enemies. <laughs> Your um, name's dumb, Picaldi. So, I didn't watch the original series. I watched one episode of it, and I know it gets better, but it, it yeah, was taken boring. off Netflix, and I just like didn't have... And it's boring. It's in black and white. That's such a bad statement. All movies in black and white are bad. Oh my god. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but like, wonderful life. I watched Eccleston. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I, I love Tennant. He's my personal favorite. And yeah. then I got to Smith. And you know, by the time I got to Smith, I was already like, oh, he's not my favorite. But like, I still like the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and Capaldi? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is when I started drifting off. And I'm starting to watch it again with my friend. And it's good. But at the same time with it, because the character changes so much and there's been so many things where like, you thought when Smith died, it was over. Mm-hmm. And then they go, but he's back. Mm-hmm. And then you know now that Capaldi's gone and mm-hmm. now we have, um, I don't know what I can't remember her name. I think it, I think she's really, uh, Jody, Jody, Jody Whitaker? Foster. Jody Foster. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's not. Um, something like that though. And... Uh, and at this point, I'm just like, no, I, I like the show. Mm-hmm. It's definitely fun. I love like, oh, he's got like a screwdriver and there's the, <laughs> like the Daleks and everything. Like, yeah. it's, it's super fun. But it gets to a point where I'm like, I've been watching this for like so many seasons now. He always makes it. Maybe his companion dies or like gets lost and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But when do I when do I get something that really like shakes me? Mm-hmm. When because like at the end of the day. I do think stories eventually have to end. Which is why, like, I'm personally fine. And, like, Star Wars is my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. It just is. But if they stop making films, I would be okay. Because yeah. I think, even, like, let's say before Force Awakens, if they hadn't ever made another film, like, mm-hmm. it had been, what, 10 years since Revenge of the Sith? Mm-hmm. I was fine. Yeah. You know, like, I loved watching them. I would watch them. They'd had, like, the Clone Wars series, and that was really cool because it gave me, like, a new perspective. Uh, Rebels was a thing, and I was good. And then they kept making more, and that was cool, too, because I was like, oh, yeah, like, I wonder, you know, you always sit there and, like, I wonder what happened, like, to Luke and, like, the entire galaxy, and they're trying trying to show it. But if all you do is make more and more, it's just, like, why, when, mm-hmm. when do I start... To, to realize that I can't care about a whole separate universe when I have, like, my actual real universe to care about. Yeah. I think the problem with Doctor Who and Star Wars, at least the most recent ones, um, is they're not changing so much. Like, it's kind of the same story. And I'm not saying, like, Star Wars is the same story, but they're, it's, you know, they're... In the words of Kylo Ren, let the past die good if you have to. Yeah. You know? And I think that's where these new Star Wars movies are moving. You know? I think everyone's uh, dead or gonna die. Um, so they're going with a new cast, with a new story. And that's fine. Like Doctor Who's kind of, like you said, you know he's gonna make it, you know? Um, I think I could definitely see that happening with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But the most recent movie, like Black Panther, that's like a completely new story and I love it so I don't think if they keep 
making a big purple bad guy for them to beat up. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think it'll get boring. But I don't think they will. I think they're smart enough not to. And there's going to be flunks. But I think I have hope for the future because the last few have been really, really good. Mm-hmm. And and I'll agree with you. A lot of the time, it. it it's not even the heroes that makes the story boring. It is the villains. Mm-hmm. Like, I think in the MCU, my, what my concern is, when we've been building up to face Thanos, mm-hmm. and I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe he will win. Probably. <laughs> he won't. He won't. He's not going to win because that would not be, like, that's not what the people mm-hmm. want. Um, they want to see the bad guy fail, at least in some way. Maybe he'll win on like a different scale. Yeah. Um, but if they beat him, it's like the uh, what is it, Deus Ex Machina? Mm-hmm. You fight like the the guy no one can beat, and yeah. then you beat him. Where do you go from there? Where I, and I think that's what, well, why in Civil War, what I liked about it is the the real enemy was just like one guy that was causing conflict mm-hmm. within the group. Yeah, and that's that's where I have hope in Marvel, and that they can make more stories like that. But if they keep coming out with new movies where it's just like the the bad guy versus the good guy, and they don't really add anything else, or like their new superheroes just kind of are like they're cool because they're in a cool costume, mm-hmm. and I that's why I'm starting to get tired of Doctor Who is because it's it, it kind of goes off of. This is cool because that was cool, mm-hmm. and so therefore it's cool now. And it's like I, your stories are just like I need, I need it to, to just like be good because it's good. Yeah. And I, I think that's something that a lot of films are actually losing now. And with Last Jedi, um, I did like it. Uh, the first time, eh, the second time, it was it was okay, and then the third time I just kind of like sat and enjoyed it. Took off my analytical glasses. And your Darth Vader mask. And my, my Darth Vader mask. I just enjoyed the movie. And it's good. It's got its flaws. Um, definitely not like Ryan Johnson's fault. Uh, people who hate him, I don't understand. But I think it had its flaws. But one of the things I loved about it was the fact that it was, it was where it was good, it was good because of like the new characters. Mm-hmm. Like Adam Driver's performance... Kylo Ren made that movie. Yeah. And it didn't rely on the fact that, remember when Luke fought with Vader and he yeah. had the cool lightsaber and and remember all this nostalgia? Like, a, a series can only last in nostalgia for so long. And mm-hmm. what they did is they made a cool character that is kind of what Anakin was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And they really made him, like, have this really interesting character of conflict choosing light over darkness mm-hmm. who who is the real bad guy yeah. all that stuff and, and that's what I think Marvel is going to have to do mm-hmm. they're going to have to make it uh, kind of interesting which is why my hope for Infinity War from what I've seen in the trailer is when Thanos is like I gotta bring like a balance mm-hmm. and he says like I hope they remember you it seems like he's not just this this bad guy yeah. he's like he has a purpose for what he's doing in his mind and he also is sympathetic to the idea that these people are, are trying to save something they love. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they play on that. Yeah, I've, one thing I've definitely heard about Infinity War is that they're given, they're going into Thanos' backstory, so he's not just a big guy with a big, powerful glove, you know? Like, 
he has motive about what he's doing, uh, which I think is very, very good. So what's the perfect story to you? I mean, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. <laughs> what do you mean, what's the perfect story? Like, what is the perfect, um, what is, like, the perfect good guy, bad guy match? And if you want to, like, choose a specific movie, but, like, when I think of the, the perfect good, bad, good guy, bad guy match, mm -hmm. or even, like, just the perfect story to me, it is, uh, and call me biased, it is, like, Luke Vader, the Emperor of some guy that just wanted, like, unlimited power. Mm -hmm. And then having, like, the character that he tricks into joining a side because he wanted to save people he loves and having him, like, fall so hard and then having, like, the redemptive son who came from nothing and then says, I love my dad. Um, I also want the world to be safe. I don't want to fight you, but, like, I, if I have to, like, I have to. And then when he finally sees, like, anger in himself... He's like, no, I'm gonna stop. Um, and obviously, that changes in the Last Jedi. You see what Luke kind of became, which is totally understandable because no one, no character's perfect. Mm -hmm. But that, that to me is like my perfect story, my perfect good guy, bad guy. Well, what do you think is like the? Because I know you like Harry Potter a lot, so it's like Harry Voldemort, um, Dumbledore, Snape, other names. Yeah, Hermione. <laughs> I could go on. Um, yeah, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is my favorite movie. Harry Potter is my favorite books. I think what they both have in common is that, yeah, they beat kind of the bad guy at the end, but they also have to, they grow themselves. Like, in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, <clears throat> spoiler alert, at the end, he gains the power of self-respect, and that's kind of like his weapon that he uses to beat the big bad guy. And Harry Potter, he has to realize that, you know, he can't save everyone, he can't save himself sometimes, you know. So that's like his, that's his fatal flaw throughout the books is he always wants to save everyone, but you can't always. And I think that personal growth and journey is what I find compelling about a story. So is Harry Potter your favorite story then? Yeah, they're my favorite books for sure. But your favorite story? And the, the biggest question of all, mm -hmm. you're definitely excited for the new Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, I sure <laughs> am, dude. Ooh, Jude Law. <laughs> I love Jude Law. I love Jude Law. It, for every actor that we, we bash, mm -hmm. we, we have, have that one that we love, mm -hmm. that we, we bowed before. And Jude, Jude Law, Law is that one. This episode's sponsored by Jude, Jude Law. Law. <laughs> if you'd like to see Jude Law, Watch Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Upcoming theaters this this Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever this goes live. Whenever this is out. We'll post the link to the torrent in the description. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Why is Scott Pilgrim your favorite movie though? Uh, well, Edgar Wright is like my favorite director. I think his directing style is really uh, dynamic. Mm -hmm. I would say. So it's just visually interesting, as well as I think the story is also compelling and lighthearted. Um, you know, I think it's a very funny movie as well. Oh, for sure. Which is important. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. I loved Scott Pilgrim because it, like you said, like the, the way it was filmed was first of all just like it was very beautiful. Um, it, it, 
the the way it was filmed was not only beautiful but it was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, all the the characters, down to like their little, uh, what what do you call them? Like the little things. Quirks. That, yeah, quirks. Down to their little quirks. Uh, bad guys or friends were just very like uh, lovable. Mm-hmm. They they made really lovable characters, and then at the end, you are just kind of like, <laughs> are you? No, what? Are you thinking about what? Yeah, <laughs> Patel. <laughs> Grim with the little yeah, shoulder yeah. thing. That's a that's a staple between Seth and I. Um, but I I just think like at the end, like you said with the self respect thing, it shows personal growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it shows a character who's just kind of like a loser. Yeah. Um, and and he falls in love with the girl on roller skates. Mm-hmm. You know, there's actually two film. endings to that film. I did not. There's one where. He chooses knives and lets Ramona go. Yeah. Doesn't he do that? No. And then, like, Ramona comes back or something? <clears throat> um, he kind of does, and then in the movie, that in the ending that's on the, that's in the official version, it's... Knives, like, so knives, like, knives, knives says, go after her, and he does. Um, but in the, I think the way it is in the comics, too, is that knives... He goes with knives, not Ramona. Oof, I don't like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's whatever one you kind of saw first. Did you see that one first? No. Oh. I don't know, because I, I thought his relationship with knives was kind of creepy. Uh, yeah, I think probably it works better in the comics, which is kind of why. But if you watch like the ending, you can kind of see where it's coming from a little bit. Yeah. I mean, even in the movie when he first went with Back to Knives, I was like, no, like, I, I get why. Um, I mean, I get why he left Ramona. I, I still don't think he should have gone with Knives. Mm-hmm. I think he could probably find some other girl that's, you know, around his age. Um, not to bash the age thing. Yeah. Because I, I of all people, should know. Yeah. My parents yeah. are quite a, quite a distance in the age. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. So, Ready Player One. Ready Player One. <laughs> did you like it? I did. Cookie review. Um, eight out of ten stars. We about it. Did we? Yeah. Okay. When we first saw it, I was like, "This is something we're going to talk about on the podcast." And now I feel like we we have. We missed our chance. I, I know. I feel like we have to say we talked about okay. movies. We eight have out to of say 10. something. Eight out of ten stars. Eight out of ten stars. No, eight out of ten trapezoids. That's our... 9 out of 10 circles. No, we're using trapezoids. Trapezoids? Alright, 9 out of 10 trapezoids. Really? What'd you like? What didn't you like? Um, I did like... Uh, I thought it was fun. I thought it kind of... I could feel the Spielberg, you know, in it a mm-hmm. little bit. I think it called back to those classic moments in, like... Like the at the very end where the bad guy's kind of in his car and the, the henchman who's kind of been below him the whole time, uh, they both get handcuffed together and he's like, so here's the plan and she just like punches him because and I feel like that's kind of a common trope in those kind of movies back in the day that we we don't really see anymore. I thought that was funny. Uh, what I didn't like was I read the book and I thought the I read the book and they changed quite a bit. But I, was, I still really enjoyed it, which is a good, really high marks for the movie, because that doesn't often happen. Um, but I did think they made some of the challenges like really, really easy, 
like the first one in particular, I don't think any one. I don't think it would have been a year before someone <laughs> figured out that they had mm-hmm. to, you know, spoiler alert, go backwards. Yeah. It's like for sure. <laughs> the this Reddit would have been this all is over. Spoil territory. Yeah, we're in spoil territory for sure. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really fun. I didn't think. I mean, some people thought the movie was just going to be reference after reference after reference after reference, and it was just not going to be fun to watch because, like, a rule of movies is you never remind the viewer of something that they'd rather be watching, mm-hmm. you know. But I, but I think it was just kind of like a cool. Like, you'd see the Battletoads or something like that, and you'd be like, oh, I know them. And you wouldn't, you'd just be like, oh, cool. And you'd notice them out of the corner of your eye, and you'd keep watching. And I think there were moments where they were, the characters just kind of spouted off things that they knew that maybe weren't the best, but I, I, I still enjoyed it. That was fun. I, I definitely love that the movie felt just like a commentary on movies from the 80s, mm-hmm. even down to like the little. Uh, the, the coin flip thing where he catches and he goes like ding or whatever yeah. um, just like the voices everything just felt very 80s-ish which is what the what it, what it was really all about mm-hmm. was a character making like a world full of things that he loved uh, like you said I didn't like how easy the challenges were mm-hmm. it felt like anybody could do this especially like when you see the people when you see like the whole team of what is it IOI, yeah, uh, and you they're spending no. like millions of dollars trying to figure this out, and you're like you couldn't have figured out to reverse yeah. the car in a year. Nobody nobody thought of yeah, that. Like you have unlimited tries. Yeah, and some you, idiots you have people that are like pressing you because they have like stock in your company, and mm-hmm. nobody nobody thought to do this. Yeah. It just didn't make sense. Um, another big spoiler: the fact that he sees her in the real world before the end of the movie. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't like just because I also read the book uh, my sophomore year in high school. I read it my freshman year in high school. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I didn't. Um, it felt very, like a, not like it, it was bad for the movie, but a wasted opportunity yeah. to play on what the, one of the book's biggest things that they, they kind of touch on at the end of the movie is oh, it's closed on these days because people need to be with something that's real. Mm-hmm. And in the book, the way that played out was he didn't see H until, like, the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't, he didn't see, see anyone until the very end. No, and, and in the, even in, the, even in the, the book, what it made it sound like was everybody's avatar looked real. Um, no, like, they didn't all look real, but he but his, chose his to, and, and she did. she did, but like a perfect version of herself. Right, and that really played into the theme at the end when he finally sees her, and he sees like the mark on her yeah. face, which is like she's like so beautiful, and like the faintest red mark. It's not like in, she's in the like, movie. Yeah, that's not how I envisioned her. In the yeah, book. in the book, in the book, I thought like it was all like kind of like. Like freaking Zuko, is yeah, what I imagine exactly. And, and she's just like a beautiful porcelain, like. And then like her hair covered. Yeah. Uh, but in the book, it's like the pinnacle point of he like he beats the game. He's got like everything. And in the in the movie, he he meets her before he wins. But mm-hmm. in this, he 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 wins the game. Everything's going good. And then he comes out of it, and like he meets her in the the mansion, and then he sees her, and he's just like it was. What? The warehouse. Oh, in the book and mansion. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, wherever. Mm-hmm. And and he's just like, oh my gosh. It was one of the first times where I was like, I don't need to go.
right here that I named, and that's real. And you know, it's super corny. Mm-hmm. It's totally like, sure. like a young adult book. Yeah. But it which was like, <laughs> which we hate on this yeah. show. But it was it was better because it it really played to the theme that you know video games are important, and even uh, James Halliday uh, designed the Oasis to be a two player game, mm-hmm. and that you shouldn't go at it alone, and that you should have people in real life because it's the only place that's real. Yeah. It's the only place you can get a good, good meal. Good, good pizza. <laughs> um, good pizza, pizza. But yeah, I, I like that. And then the movie, the fact that they just like showed her so like nonchalantly, yeah. no big build up, um, was to me disappointing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way they played, the way they introduced all the characters in real life to me was very underwhelming. Yeah. When you first met H, like in the alley, you're like, what? You're like, like I knew going into it because I. You know, obviously, I knew that H was was actually a girl, mm-hmm. but even from the poster, I could tell that the actress was gonna be H. Mm-hmm. So I was just waiting for like her face to come in the frame. Um, it was just super like your age, like you would expect something like like a bigger reveal. Uh, my favorite, my favorite character is probably uh, the ten year old. <laughs> what, what was he? The one from China or Japan? Uh, I think they were both from Japan. I think they're brothers. Okay. Daito and Shito, I believe. Shiro. Um, something. Something like that. Uh, and he's just like, he says the same thing over and over again. What, just because I'm 10, you want me to wear like a sign that says I'm 10? And yeah, I'm tiny, whatever. Like, he, he was the only character I actually liked because it was comedic. And I didn't expect anything. Like... The fact that he's young doesn't really matter. What do you think about in the books? Like, I think they killed him. I don't think he was young, but I think they killed one of the brothers. Um, I'm pretty sure they did. It, like, killed him in real life? Yeah, in real life. Um, if I remember correctly... They killed him and they made it look like a suicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that should have been in the movie. Just because that, for a movie whose tone is so light... Yeah, for sure. That would have just brought it down. I saw him find that they changed that, especially because that doesn't, like, frankly, it didn't add much to the book that they killed him, other mm-hmm. than, like, wow, this is serious. But I think you got that from, like, in the book, uh, when you see it, it's not just, like, all those people are stuck in the little chambers working. Mm-hmm. Like, they you really get a better picture of what uh, she was talking about with her dad being stuck yeah. there. So Which that is, was dark enough. That was, like, that was one of the things that didn't make sense to me about the world, is that they needed laborers to, like, lift things and they were like it was like hard to lift inside the video game like why would you like in the book they were like if you work for IOI you were like doing tech support mm. like you'd help people figure out their like their hardware which makes so much more sense than like you had to lift and place like bombs in a virtual world and for some reason yeah. they put technology in your suit to make it hard to lift <laughs> like well and especially cause what they were doing in that scene was specifically because of what they had found out. Like, that's where the thing is. Yeah. What would they do before? Like, we don't really yeah. know. Uh, I imagine that they were grinding for information for the key or something yeah, like that. Or they were like, they were, like, defeating battles and, like, giving their... Like, I, I imagine they were, like, getting currency and then transferring it to the main guy's account mm. just so he would have, like, unlimited stuff. Yeah. Just things like that. Uh, it... But I don't, yeah, I don't think his death was necessary. Mm. The one thing I, first of all, I did not imagine the big, uh, 
General Krennic, yeah. whatever his real name is, was the big bad guy in this movie. Uh-huh. And he had like the chair mm-hmm. that he went into the Oasis. That's not what I imagined it looked like. Um, and the way it is modeled doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Or, like how he moves, moves in the Oasis. Um, yeah, the way they move and stuff is like so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Like, do they have to walk around? And like, can they see out of their visor while they walk around? Is like, because yeah. sometimes you can't and sometimes you can. Because like, it seems at moments he can see what's in front of him in the real world. Yeah, but he's also only seeing the digital world. Like, yeah, it, it was a little weird. inconsistent, but that's fine because like, it, it's a difficult it's a thing to, yeah. to like. To make yeah like there's people they're like there's like scores of people running around in the streets with their visors on yeah like how are they, how not, are they not pumping into things it, it, like it, it was just like a little but that that's where just like the disbelief yes like you Suspension just have to get disbelief. In, yeah you just have to get into that mindset well i didn't like that was in the book or what i did like that was in the book and i didn't like that it wasn't in the movie was in the book he goes and when he gets it like he gets a lot of money in real life as well. Mm-hmm. It's not just in-game currency because in-game currency is tied to real life. Mm-hmm. See, so he's able to get like his own apartment, like a really nice apartment. The way they made the chair sound was something that was like almost like in the air. Yeah. Um, that like almost kind of like a big like gerbil ball, yeah. but that you'd sit in and that would like rotate for you. And it was it was really cool. Like I was looking forward to seeing how they made it. And he was, was just there. A lazy boy. <laughs> yeah, it was just like a big lazy boy chair with like orbs for you yeah. to grab onto. Uh, but what I liked about that is it really developed like almost like a class system. He came from like the ghetto and then he got this like really nice apartment and then IOI like tracks him down and then he has to go to like like a diner with like a computer shop mm-hmm. and decide that he has to like pay for. And I think they could have added that in instead of the whole... I'm gonna use the Oasis in the back of a of a car that somehow has internet access. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 that part felt to me that was probably my least favorite part of the film when they're doing like the major battle in the back of the truck. Yeah, uh, it was just like I know this is somewhat Amy's well, commentary. They did this. do it in the truck in the book. They did do some stuff with NH's truck. But the way the way they filmed it, okay. to me, I didn't particularly like, um, and nor did I like how she ended up at IOI's headquarters versus mm-hmm. how it was in the book. Yeah, I like him going much better. Um, but, the, but, you know, at the end of the day, though, like that, that doesn't really matter because mm-hmm. what I would say about the film, and I've said this like everyone who's asked me about it, is, one, it is a YA book. So it's, it's, not, it's not like a, a classic. It's not 1984. It's mm-hmm. not Pride and Prejudice going in for like a story like a fun story yeah. that plays on video games and, and 80s references like mm-hmm. it, it's fun you go into the movie and that's what you get you get a film that you get references and but they're not so much that that's mm-hmm. all it is it's not like so in your face and then you get just like a fun story of people playing games and really just having fun you get like this funny dialogue uh, the one guy that wasn't in the book that was like the bounty hunter, hunter kind of yeah. thing, and he's just like, "What's going on?" And then he goes, "Well, actually, my neck really hurts." Yeah. Like, like it wasn't, it wasn't necessary, but it was just lighthearted. Yeah. And I think I left the movie with like the soundtrack in my head, going, "This was definitely like a Spielberg thing." Mm-hmm. That was just uh, 
it, it was really like relaxing. Like I, I completely forgot about everything else I was doing while watching the movie. And a lot of times I'll watch movies and it'll get to like a dull point and I'll go, ooh, shoot, I need to like write that essay later. Yeah. And I didn't get that doing this because it was, it was just really captivating. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> you, mm. you give so much insight. Mm-hmm. Wisdom? I wouldn't say that. You did already. We well, have it recorded. That's why I'm cutting that out in both. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any questions for me? Um, or am I the brains of this podcast? Is that a challenge? It's always a challenge. Okay. Why do you drink Gatorade like that, you madman? What? With your top lip okay. over the top Here's of the, the bottle. Thing. Some people put their lip, like their upper lip, inside the bottle when they go to take a drink of Gatorade. I just open my mouth in a circular uh-huh. way and suck on the whole, the whole uh, top of it. It's terrible. It's terrible to look at. It's terrible to imagine, which I imagine our viewers are doing. Uh, it's are terrible to, to hear. It's terrible. So he shakes it. <laughs> <laughs> what were you really going to ask me? I was going to ask, what else can you do to make this experience sonically unpleasant? <laughs> can you shake some other things? See, we have a whiteboard here. I know the nails across the whiteboard isn't quite as bad as the chalkboard, but if you can... Yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> They probably just heard... Yeah. <laughs> just a tap. I don't think... Yeah, I don't think that's... Uh, awesome. Alright. So you've got no questions. Got no questions. Do you have any more time to give us? I don't know. I'm a busy man. With all the parties I have to go to. Is that so? Yeah. Going to the quad? Going to the quad. That's where I live. I live at the... The, 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 the quad. <laughs> a good joke. <laughs> I, uh, I think we're fresh out of the podcast, geez. Alright. Uh, it, was, it was a really good pleasure interviewing you about mm-hmm. random things that came up. Mm-hmm. It was a good experience. The random things that we didn't have planned before. The... <laughs> <laughs> Most of the things we talked about were, were not planned. Okay. About two of them were. Okay. The longest segments yeah. were, probably. But it was really fun. Yeah. And uh, I'll probably make more of these in a couple months since I'm moving out and don't have anybody to record with back uh-huh. home. So I'll, I'll spend the entire summer editing, editing this. this one. Yeah. And then I'll, It'll act, be perfect. I'll act like nothing happened. This is Seth and John signing out. You can't sign up for me. This is this is Seth. (laughs) (laughs) That was that first Seth was an imposter. This is the real Seth, and I'm signing out. (laughs) You sign out and sign out. Okay. This is what well you sign out first. I don't (laughs) want you to not sign out and then I'm out forever. No, I'm gonna sign out after you. That sounds shady, but alright. This is Seth, and I'm signing out. This is John Robinson. Ba da ba. It's still recording. <laughs>